That's a beautiful piano work by Alex Shapiro. It's called Piano Suite Number no. 1, The Resonance of Childhood. And that particular movement is called The Quiet Child, uh, which I think she captured that idea perfectly. When I think of a quiet child, I, I think of a, a child with a book, a bookish kid, uh, much like the kid that I was, probably like what uh, Alex was. Uh, she captures that perfectly. That's on a disc called Arcana, the complete piano music of Alex Shapiro. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted, and I'm excited to dedicate the whole show today to the music of Alex Shapiro. I featured her album, Arcana, on the program last week, and uh, the pianist, Adam Marks, was my guest. And uh, I thought it'd be a nice place, a nice jumping off point for the show today to, to touch that, uh, on that album again. But uh, I'm mostly going to feature larger pieces by Alex on the program today, and I had a great chance to catch up with her. But I, I, it's kind of fun. I wanted to get her uh, impression of how this album with Adam Marks came around. We, we talked to him last week, but now this week we can hear from Alex uh, her uh, perspective on this project. The piano pieces have always been really personal to me. You know, I'm I'm myself am a pianist. I used to be a you know pretty good one. I never uh, was myself pursuing a, a performance career. For me, playing the piano was just always a personal joy and something I started doing as a kid to, in order to be able to be a better composer. You know, and be able to just have the music under my fingers more. I I never set out to be a performer. So I thought, um, well, I certainly wasn't going to play any of these recordings myself. But at first I thought about uh, asking quite a number of different pianists around the world who had played these pieces if they'd like to invite them to each record a track. I thought that might be kind of interesting, do a compilation. And then I, when I was speaking to Adam, my recollection of it, his might differ, but mine is that, <laughs> is that I spoke to him initially about playing one or maybe two of the pieces because one, the first piece, the first track on the album Arcana is a piece called Spark which he plays phenomenally, and he always had. And he played that piece uh, fairly soon after after it was written. And I so I, I think he was planning on recording that one. And then as we went kind of back forth, back forth about, oh, maybe do the intermezzo or maybe do something else, one of us, I think it was me, but maybe it was him or me, I can't remember. One of us said, why don't I just do the whole album or why don't you just do the whole album? And that made the most sense at all of all because I adore Adam and his playing, which is evident why to anybody who would be listening to him. And I mean, he's just spectacular and he's such a great person. And, you know, if you're going to spend some hours together recording a big project, he's the kind of person you want to be stuck in a room with. Let me tell you, he's just a joy, in addition to being such an incredible artist. The first track on that album is called Spark, and there's quite a moving story about how the piece came to be and its subsequent history. Spark was probably the hardest commission I've ever had. The reason for that is because its commissioner, an attorney from Chicago whom I'd never met, contacted me pretty much out of the blue asking me if I would accept a commission to write a piece in honor of the love of his life, Dale Mara Burchard, who had passed away in her 50s from cancer not that much earlier. And I was very intimidated by this touching, touching commission because, you know, here someone is asking me to connect notes to their heart. It's very, very challenging. I asked him if he would be willing to send me any kind of remembrance about her, you know, photographs, uh, maybe write up a few sentences about her that would connect me with her and who she was. And he was more than happy to do that. 
the next week I receive in the in the email not only some photos and uh, and some some beautiful paragraphs about her and who she was, but a video that just touched me so much. It was a video of Mara, who was a harpsichordist, a pianist, and also a school teacher in a kindergarten leading these little kids around in a circle, kind of like the Pied Piper. And the look of joy as they all danced behind her and the look of spark and light on her face was just stunning. It was really, really wonderful. And it right there and then I knew that she would be someone that if I had had the chance to meet her, she and I would have been wonderful friends. So I wrote the commissioner, Sherwin Abrams is his name, He's just a marvelous guy and who's since become a very good friend of mine. And uh, I wrote him back and I said, you know, after watching that video, I'm really struck that not all elegies, not all commemorative memorial pieces have to be slow and elegiac and sad. I said, this woman was clearly filled with spark and life and effervescence. And I think that needs to be represented in the music somehow. Fortunately, Sherwin totally agreed immediately. He said, yes, absolutely, that would be wonderful. And then I sat down and gave a lot of thought to what that would actually sound like. And the result is Spark. So fast forward a couple years later, Fifth House Ensemble in Chicago uh, decided that they were interested in, in doing a chamber version of that piece at my suggestion, I think, and Sherwin was thrilled with this. And next thing you know, they recorded a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, uh, arrangement I made of the piece for um, flute, piccolo, violin, viola, cello, and uh, double bass and, and uh, piano. I'm sure I said piano before. It's the same piano part, just filled out, fleshed out with more colors. And that recording and that piece, Perpetual Spark is the name of it, is a real favorite. Uh, the, the musicians play beautifully and it's released on CD records out of Chicago. And it's just a beautiful recording produced by Judith Sherman. And it's a, the way the piece turned out just, just made me very happy. And I think it's representative of a certain part of my heart. And one of the really beautiful things to come out of this remembrance is that it's so ongoing because you know Sherwin has had New York and Chicago and San Francisco and many other pl places now, you know, performances of the piece beautiful recordings of both that and the chamber music version. It continues to get lots of airplay and it's just been an ongoing tribute to this wonderful woman that I'm not sure if he ever realized just how, how far a commission could go to connect the hearts of listeners with the heart of this woman that he loved so much and with his heart.
That's Fifth House Ensemble performing the piece Perpetual Spark by Alex Shapiro. And what a great story. I, I loved hearing Alex tell the story of how this piece came to be and uh, how it memorializes the life of, of this woman who sounds amazing in all respects. And I'm, I'm so glad to see that the piece has had such success. Uh, I think it's just incredible to memorialize somebody in that way and have a kind of immortality to this kind of human connection uh, through music. It's really a beautiful story. My guest on the program today is Alex Shapiro. I'm really excited uh, that she's a guest. I've known her for many, many years. She is an incredible composer, but she's also a wonderfully warm person. Uh, she's always there for advice. She's given career advice to composers everywhere <laughs> at all stages of their career. She appears on panel presentations all over the country, probably elsewhere as well. Uh, she is just a person who genuinely wants to help other people make music and, and uh, do well in their career. And again, she's a marvelous composer, and as we're going to hear, an incredibly eclectic composer as well. Uh, next up is a piece called Kettle Brew, and uh, it has a, a pretty fun origin story. When I was invited to be the um, composer in residence a few years ago for the Festival of Contemporary American Music out at Washington State University in Pullman, Washington, uh, I was delighted. I was looking forward to that. They were going to do a couple of concerts of my music or, or whatever. It was just going to be really a fun thing of both my chamber music and uh, my uh, wind band music. Additionally, they wanted to commission a piece. And I was talking with the timpanist who's now retired, David Jarvis, the timpanist who's also a composer, uh, there, who was there at the time and would be one of the co-hosts. And we were talking about this and because he was saying you know, that he'd be interested in a piece for timpani. And I said, have an electroacoustic piece. And he said, absolutely, that would be great. And then I took two beats and I just thought, oh, wait a minute, I'm talking to a really good composer and he understands the timpani a lot better than I do. <laughs> I said to Dave, would you be interested in co-writing with me? What would you think of that? And a plan was hatched. And Dave ended up coming out to San Juan Island to stay with us and visit for a few days while uh, we kind of hatched out some ideas. And he would sit on the sofa and write some timpani lines. And I'd sit at my rig and toss them in and start playing with them and start coming up with some electroacoustic tracks to go with them. And then when he got back to his home in Pullman, he recorded some things. He recorded those lines for me on timpani. And I put them into my system and started writing around them as the soloist lines. And next thing you know, uh, we uh, we created this piece called Kettle Brew, which is might be the very first funk timpani piece. It's got it's got other things too, but there's a little bit of a funk element in it, and it's just really really fun. There's a beautiful video that Dave made when I was out there. We produced this great video uh, with the production uh, assistance of the school. They have a, a, just a terrific setup, and we made the recording and the video there, and uh, you can see it on my website and on uh, on YouTube. And that was a really fun project. And what's also fun is it's not just timpani, it's, it's assorted percussion with timpani being the major instrument. And so the video has overhead shots and all kinds of close-up shots of all these, you know, bongos and, and uh, you know, crotales and what else is in there? There's a, there's a gran casa, there's a tam-tam, there's cymbals, you know, all kinds of stuff, toms. So anyway, uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun. So I'm very pleased with that piece too. And that's always been a favorite largely because collaborating with someone, which is not something I had ever, ever done before and haven't had a chance to do since, 
it just worked out so well because when you have again like Adam Dave is such a great guy and such a warm person and, and and also a magnificent player and that combination just really conducive to working together to to come up with something special and each one of us bringing our specialty to the piece in his case the percussion and and what's going to be really effective and in my case how to swirl other kinds of complementary sounds around all of that and make it work
totally different kind of piece uh, from Perpetual Spark, right? I told you she was eclectic. Uh, great music. I love that piece. Kettle Brew has a great groove to it. Uh, Co-composed there with David Jarvis, percussion, who uh, we heard performing. Uh, again, the piece is Kettle Brew by Alex Shapiro. Let's turn to another large-scale work called Immersion. I think the largest of my wind band, electroacoustic wind band pieces that I would point to as being exemplary of kind of where my heart is, uh, is a three movement work called Immersion, which has a, an anthemic first movement called Depth and a very uh, kind of his, slightly per percussion hysterical short second uh, flailing movement called Surface, which is fun. And then a, um, a very uh, heartwarming, I think, uh, third movement, which often all of them stand alone, but the third movement especially uh, is is programmed a lot by itself. It's called Beneath, and it features a humpback whale song as well as a whole groove section. It, it departs from sort of a standard, you know, band kind of thing and goes into this groove and then goes back uh, more to the traditional thing. But inter interestingly, Marvin Rosen just uh, this morning, just spun on his uh, Classical Discoveries show, he just spun the orchestral version of Beneath, which I think is the first time it was heard on, uh, on radio, because uh, now it exists in that format too. The orchestra version is what we'll hear now. Here is Stephen Squires leading the Fox Valley Orchestra in Beneath by Alex Shapiro.
That's Stephen Squires leading the Fox Valley Symphony Orchestra in Beneath by Alex Shapiro. Let's turn to a uh, piece now for a somewhat unusual ensemble. Another piece uh, that I've always thought is is just interesting. It's a flute quartet called uh, Bioplasm, where again I'm even within that one quartet. I'm spanning from very very uh, weird sounds, for lack of a better word, just weird things you can do with flutes attached to your lips. <laughs> this is what you can do, <laughs> into a more traditional approach to you know just really fun uh, flourishes and uh, back and forth, back and forth. And that the L.A. Flute Quartet uh, premiered and recorded that piece uh, a few years ago, a number of years ago now, back I think in 2004. How time flies! And they did such a beautiful job with it. I always think um, 
Whenever someone interviews me and they always ask the dreaded question, you know, what, what kind of music do you write? What style do you write? I, I, and this isn't even necessarily for relevant tones. I'm just curious because I always go, uh, you know, <laughs> how, how do you answer that question, which I'm sure inevitably you've, you've received so many times. The best answer to that question I have ever heard is from my dear friend, the composer Alvin Singleton, who many listeners know. He's amazing, a very close friend of mine. And Alvin is so charming. And he says, oh, when people ask me that question, he says, I just say, they say, what kind of music do you write? I say, wonderful music. <laughs> wonderful. Right. That's, and that's like the best music, the best answer, because of course you think it's wonderful, you know.
That's the LA Flute Quartet performing Bioplasm by Alex Shapiro. That piece is so much fun. Uh, wonderful music, <laughs> as, as Alvin Singleton said. Uh, we have time for just one more piece. Uh, there's so many different directions that I could go, but I'm going to play a chamber work called At the Abyss, and we're going to do the first movement called Observe. So here are Teresa McCullough, Thomas Burrett, and Peggy Benkesser to perform. For Relevant Tones, I'm Seth Bosted. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. 